SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Monday, October 24th. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Well, 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 well. Ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. Brady's a loser. So is Rodgers. NFL and college football trends are winners. NBA trend is a loser so far. National Tight Ends Day? Mm, Insert joke here. Uh, Browns are the Browns. Lions of the Lions, Barkley's a bozo, and shocking news out of New Orleans. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and of course, opposite picks over the fastest 60 minutes in sports good radio history. Ah, uh, yes, KBME uh, with the call there as uh, the Astros get a huge uh, home run out of uh, Mr. Pena as the Stankies uh, opened up a nice big fat 3 nothing lead. Looks like they were going to force a game, uh, si- uh, game five, but uh, you know, barely as uh, the Yankee fans had time to sit back in their seat. Uh, Pena took care of that as he tied the game at three, and the rest is history. Uh, not sure what the second one was, but the KBME there uh, with the call on the first one, and I think WIP with Philadelphia uh, with the call on the second one. Ah, yes, little baseball, little NFL football. We got Rodgers and Brady both losing. Uh, we got the uh, Giants winning despite the Saquon Barkley being a bozo. Uh, Lions being the Lions and our beloved Dolphins last night as uh, uh, Tua is back. Uh, not exactly, you know, this is typical Tua. You know, when you really break it down, Dolphins win last night 16-10. They don't get the cover. They should have. Uh, coach decides to go for it in the third quarter rather than take a two-score lead when his defense is playing great. Bozo move. Then they had a chance later in the game, then they can't get anything done thanks to uh, Tua really not playing well. And Tua, you know, is, is Tua. And uh, we walk out of there with a six-point victory. But you know what? Uh, I'm a fan first and a better second. No scoring in the second half at all. I think that's only the second time uh, that has happened uh, this year. So Jets only had six points in the Broncos game. That was the only scoring in that one co- in that contest as well. But, you know, th- there's Tua for you. You know, first three drives for the Dolphins last night, right down the field. Touchdown, field goal, field goal, 13-0. This thing looks like it's going to be a blowout. And then the Dolphins score three points the rest of the way. He goes 21 of 35, 261. He's scrambling. He's diving head first. I mean, here's the guy with a concussion. See, this is where you love the moxie of a guy like that, but you don't like the brains of a guy like that. This is where you pull the guy back again and say, listen, you're clearly not over your concussion because you're not thinking straight. What are you doing? You've had not one two, who knows really even how many more concussions you've had in the last month, certainly at least two, right? And then you're diving head first, not once, not at least twice, if not three different times on scrambles. What what are you doing? Are you that dumb that you don't know how to slide? I mean, you're 150 pounds soaking wet. This is why, in part, you have all these uh, injury issues. 
So, you know, I'm sure he's been read the riot act about that. And he still didn't listen last night, which just shows me, you know, it's one thing to be aggressive and, uh, you know, not back down and all that other stuff. And then it's just another thing to be stupid. And that, that to me is just, you know, being stupid. He just doesn't know when, enough when to slide. Uh, and there were two instances when he, he should have. Three times it was. Now I think about it. There was three times. So he goes 21 of 35 for 261 yards. You know, when you really look at the Dolphin season with two, because he's going to be like, oh, the greatest thing in the world and this and that and what have you, right? All right. When you really think about it, they scored one offensive touchdown against New England. They scored one offensive touchdown last night against Pittsburgh with him in there. They did beat Buffalo 21 to 19, but it wasn't, you know, the, that wasn't an offensive uh, outburst. That, that was a defensive uh, performance that was uh, great, right? But okay, we'll give them credit. They scored three times against the Bills. And then they had the one quarter, literally, against the Buffalo, uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. Other than that, you know, with the four games that two has played, they stunk against New England. They stunk last night against Pittsburgh. They had stunk for three quarters against Baltimore. They've had basically one game and a quarter. Buffalo, full game, and then Baltimore, one quarter. That's it with Tua. You know, I, I, don't, I just don't understand the fascination with, with Tua tags. I really don't. As a Dolphin fan, is he better than Bridgewater? Yeah. You know, I, I, sure. You want to say that? They got a better chance of him winning with him in there? Sure they do. But that doesn't mean he's an NFL winning quarterback. Uh, which is something you cannot say about uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers as well. How about that? Now, who said at the beginning of the year that those two teams were going to struggle? Hmm. Somebody here on the network. I'm not exactly sure, but I got a feeling it was uh, me. More coming up. Opposite picks. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. That's a little bizarre, isn't it? Uh, Aaron Rodgers there. Uh, that last one. First one was Mike Evans dropping the pass. First possession of the game. And that just set the tempo. And for a veteran club, you wouldn't think that would really be that big a deal. But, you know, Evan saying afterwards that it uh, was a solar plexus punches to the, to the gut for, for the uh, Bucks, and they couldn't, you know, overcome that for the longest time. Which, you know, for a team that won a Super Bowl two years ago, that, that that's pretty weak, to tell you the truth. Uh, then Aaron Rodgers there saying that this might be the best thing for us. Now, I don't know if he's talking about himself, the team, or really management there. I think that was a shot at management because that last little, you know, I get where he's coming from for the first, uh, first part of that. But then when he said it kind of exposes us, that to me is a shot at management thinking management still thinks we can win with these bunch of ragtags. And you know what? The world will see otherwise. And hopefully management will as well. And they can go get us OBJ or, you know, whoever, you know, maybe be out there, make some trades, um, you know, unlike the, what the, you know, uh, they've done recently. So that, 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 I thought that was kind of more dig at management. I mean, why would you want the whole world to see that you suck? And they're more than likely going to get blitzed by Buffalo, right? They're not, they're not going to go up to Buffalo and beat the Bills. 
So I, I think that was more a shot at management just saying, hey, you know what? We're going to finally get exposed. You know, we've been holding this thing together and it's not happening. And it's not happening. And I didn't think it would happen. And I didn't think it would happen for Tampa Bay either. Three and four. Who thought they'd be this bad? Well, me. Because I said both would be right around 500. So three and four, four and three, four and four. If they, they win the next game, uh, I think they're both 500 teams. I, I do. I don't think they're any good, especially Tampa Bay. I think, uh, you know, I can't believe we're really saying this with true conviction, but I think Brady's done. I, I did. We've been talking about it all year. He's not dedicated to the game anymore. And you can get away with that when you're 30, not when you're 45, pushing 45 anyway. He's got all these distractions. He's not playing well. The team's not playing well. Rodgers, Saint, it's like a carbon copy. It's like these two clowns got together before the season and said, you know what, we're going to pull Larry Holmes here. We're, we're just going to take one for the team. We're, we're just, you know what, I'm going to cash my paycheck. I feel like I've been screwed all my whole career, and I'm just going to take one for the team. You know, And I, I think that's kind of what uh, these guys may, may be doing. I don't, I don't know. Rodgers finally gets his monster contract, and all of a sudden he sucks? Really? And he does stink. He can sit there and blame his wide receivers all he wants, and that is a big part of it, but a part of it is on him as well. Just disinterested. And, and uh, I never thought Godwin, or, uh, Godwin and, and, uh, and Evans were great receivers anyway. Tell you, they, you know who they miss? Uh, you play a little fantasy. It wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world to pick up Gronk. I, I, I can't help, but somewhere along the line, that phone's going to ring. Gronk, you know what? Uh, you know, Two years ago, uh, we were this close to winning a Super Bowl. We added you. We won a Super Bowl. Now I'm asking to bail us out to uh, get us into the postseason because we're not even a playoff team. I, I, I don't doubt for a second he's going to be in that uh, Tampa Bay locker room, and you'll see Rob Gronkowski playing again. But both, both are just like, if you bet on them, I tell you, they always make it difficult, right? Did not bet on uh, Green Bay this week, but I did Tampa Bay in that, like last week, I put him in a teaser. I wasn't going to lay the 10 and a half, and then it went up to 13 and a half, but I said, there's no way in the world they can lose to Carolina, yep. right? After they just traded away McCaffrey and a whole kit and caboodle, and they find a way to lose. I mean, so if you bet on either one of these two teams now, you're crazy, crazy. Stankies lose last night. How about that? Phillies win in the afternoon as uh, you know, Bob Melvin decides he's going to manage, which, which we've joked about these managers. Clueless, clueless, clueless. <laughs> they couldn't manage their way out of a paper bag, for goodness sakes. He's got a hottest closer in baseball. He's got his closer in the bullpen. He's got a 3-2 lead, bottom of the eighth inning, middle of the Philadelphia order up. This is when you got to get these guys out, including Bryce Harper. There's a runner on first base. He's a lefty. Josh Hader, red hot. He's a lefty. I mean, it's a no-brainer. You and I would say, go get the closer. We got to get out of this eighth inning with the meat of the Phillies order. I'll deal with the bottom of the order later on, or who knows, maybe we'll do something really crazy and let Hayter pitch two innings if he can get out of this thing uh, within uh, the five to ten uh, pitches. What does he do? He allows uh, Mr. Suarez to stay in the game. And Bryce Harper hits a two-run homer, bottom of the eighth inning, and a 3-2 lead turns into a 4-3 deficit. And there's the manager, you know. The one time, like the one time that we're actually asking the manager to make a pitching change is the one time he doesn't, and it blows up in their face. 
And it's not 2020 hindsight. It, it is. The, the, we, we said this a bazillion times. These guys are bozos. They, they, even Melvin, who's a veteran guy, he's been around. He's not a young guy, right? He's not an analytics guy as far as you know, that's not his MO. Not like, you know, 35-year-old guy. No, he's been around Oakland A's and everything else. So he knows what he's doing. It was a judgment call, but it was a stupid judgment call. I mean, you got your best pitcher in the bullpen. Their best pitcher is up. It's an elimination game, and it's the meat of the order anyway. Well, you don't want to put a lefty against two runnings that are due up next. Who cares? You got to get Harper out. You got to get out. I'll deal with the lefty-righty nonsense. And he, let, and he lets a middle reliever stay in the game, and they lose the game. They're, they're eliminated. I mean, just... Awful managing. Awful. Well, just, just, just awful. Stankies lose last night. Boy, it's a beautiful thing. It didn't even take the black cloud. Normally, it takes me putting my hard-earned American money on the Yankees to win the World Series, hence the Wetzel black cloud. But it didn't even take that this year. And I didn't think it would. I didn't think they would necessarily get swept. I wouldn't go that far, but... I've been saying it for the longest time, and I'll continue to say it. Nobody's beating this Astros team. When when most people were thinking it was going to be the Dodgers, I said, no, it's this Astros team. They're the best team in baseball. Uh, they have been since June. They, they, they just have. You know, Dodgers may have had the better record, but really not by that much, but five more wins. Uh, you know, this Astros team, 106 wins. I mean, they they have everything. They got a little bit of speed. They got pop. They got veteran stuff. They got younger guys. They got starters. They got middle relievers. They got closers. They, they, it's the best team in baseball. It, it just is. I wonder, I wonder what Carlos Correa is thinking right now as he's sitting there as uh, he's probably going to opt out of his contract and signing with the Minnesota Twins. And he's thinking, I'm guessing he's thinking this could have been me, right? I mean, this should have been me. If I would have stayed on the team, I would have taken less money. And speaking of taking less money, now the ball's in Aaron uh, Judge's court. Is he going to leave? Uh, you know, all his comments, uh, we'll hear from him in a second about, you know, how he wants to stay and, and with the Yankees and he enjoyed his time and this and that and they know how I feel. And he wants his candy and eat it too. That, that's basically what it is. You know, he wants to stay in New York. He likes New York. But if New York doesn't pay him the most money, then all those great feelings about New York and everything else all go out the window. See, I want to be the highest paid player, and I want to be the highest paid player with the Stankies. If I can't have that, then you know what? I'm not going to stay here as much as I enjoy it and as much as I say it's not about the money. It is about the money. You know, and I don't think they're insulting him. I don't think they're offering him $15 million a year. I'm guessing it's somewhere in the 25 to $35 million range. And I'm guessing he wants a 10-year contract, and they're probably offering six or seven because he is 30-plus years old. You know, if he really loved New York, he'd be a stanky next year. This is one where, you know, until we see the numbers, I'll side on the side of the stanks. I'm not paying a guy $35 million a year at, at 31 years old for a 10-year contract. Not doing it. You want a five-, six-year deal? Okay. We'll find out how much he really loves New York. But most importantly, the stankies are done. How about that? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Uh, trouble in La La Land. Uh, first up, Aaron Judge again talking about how you know he loves being a Yankee, but uh, you know he does hold the cards, but we'll see how much he really loves being a Yankee. And believe you me, 
play that cut that he had earlier in the year about how he said it wasn't about money, wasn't about money. Then good old LeBron James. How about that? As the uh, Portland Jail Blazers rally from seven down in the final minute and a half, and they beat the Lakers uh, yesterday, 106 to 104. Russell Westbrook, 4 of 15 after shooting 0 for 11 in the previous game. He tied the uh, Lakers' worst two-game stretch, his own mark from last year, oddly enough, uh, as he is uh, just playing horribly. 10 points, 6 assists, 6 rebounds. So, you know, he's he's active in his 28 minutes, uh, but LeBron not good enough, and now the Lakers are 0-3. How about that? They owe Westbrook about, what is it, $45, $50 million last year of his contract. They were begging teams to take him. Nobody was dumb enough to do that. Uh, not without the Lakers, you know, really forking over a bunch of draft choices. He scored 19 points in their first loss against Golden State. Not too bad, 7-12. Um, they clearly labeled him the scapegoat. No two ways about it. Now, listen, he played lousy against the Clippers, 0-11. And, uh, and then uh, last night, you know, 4 of 15. And what are you going to do? What, basically 1 of 4, 25%, uh, 26%, and his, he got his 10 points. So you want to blame it all on Westbrook? Listen, LeBron's played with a lot worse teammates than Russell Westbrook and still won. So if he wants to allow that to occur, because I don't also hear him defending Russell Westbrook. That, that I don't hear either. You know, if you're really that uh, much of a stand-up guy, you'll sit there at the podium and you'll say, you know what, it's not Westbrook's fault. It's not my fault. It's not this guy's fault. It's a team fault. We you know there is no I in team. Give us the old New Rockney speech there. It's early on in the season. We're a relatively young group, blah, 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 blah. But instead, you know, his denial is his conviction, really. When you say, well, I'm not going to crush Russ, and then you just leave it at that, basically. Then that's his way of crushing Russ. That's his way of throwing Russ under the bus. Because, again, you should come out and just say it's been three games. You know, he, he's played well in one of the three. All right, this was, you know, mediocre. He was horrible last game, but we all have those games. So I, why you're pinpointing him, you know, the whole team can't shoot its way out of a paper bag. I mean, they're, they're shooting at 40%. You're never going to win in the NBA. They can't hit any threes. They're, they're not a three-point shooting team, and you're never going to win in the NBA. 18% from three. I mean, you, you're just not six of 33. Six of 33. And, oh, by the way, LeBron, uh, two of nine. Walker, one of five. Westbrook only took three. Oh, of three. I mean, you know, so who's he to me, you know, throwing stones here? And he's not, but he's also not defending him. And he should just say the team stinks. That's what he should say. You want to blame anybody, go blame the GM and management for putting this club together. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful year. Lakers are going to tank. It's going to be, I, I didn't think so, but if you can still grab the under on them, no matter what, that team is not finishing 500. Wow. I've had back-to-back -back seasons now where I've not had to use the Wetzel Black Cloud. That's really amazing. Hadn't had to use it on the Stankies. I knew they weren't going to win. I mean, I really knew they were not going to beat Houston. And now I don't even have to necessarily be, uh, you know, place it on the Lakers. I mean, 27-1, to 1, who knows what FanDuel's offering on them now. I mean, there's no number high enough, right? Uh, it could be 50-1 to 1 for as far as I care, unless they make some great trade in the end. Lakers now to win it all have dropped all the way down to 36 to 1. How about that? World Series, Astros minus 180. If you watch this on TV and on the radio Saturday night, I told you then, hopefully you did, 
The Astros were minus 155 to win the World Series. They were leading the Yankees three games to none. Their game had already been over. So they were already taking a three games to none lead. Phillies were uh, up 3-1 against the Padres. And the Astros were minus 155. So you had a pretty good idea it was going to be Houston versus Philadelphia, right? And I said, listen, that 155 is not going to stay there. That's going to go higher. When they officially beat the Yanks, and you know they will. They're not losing four straight. Only the Yankees do that. And I said, chances are pretty good Philadelphia is going to win. But even if they don't, the Astros are still going to be the prohibitive favorites. It's not like they're you know afraid of San Diego. So that 155 is not going to be there. So if you like them, you should be all over them right now. Home field advantage against either of the two teams, blah, blah, blah. That's up to 180. And I got a feeling it'll go even a little higher. I don't know if it'll hit two to one, but if you have the 155, you're looking really good compared to what uh, you know you have to lay right now. All right, Dan, 844-843-6879. What else do we... Ah, look at that. Zion Williamson, shocking news out of New Orleans, got hurt last night. Trying to dunk the basketball. Somebody blocked it. Jordan Clarkson, he fell on his fat butt, landed on his backside, and uh, now now he's out. (laughs) Pelicans lose by... to my. uh, I'm getting to like this Utah Jazz team. Um, 3-0, by the way. The team that everyone said was going to stink, and I did not say that. I said they were, in fact, going to be pretty good. Uh, Beat the New Orleans Pelicans and Zion. Took them three games to get hurt. Three games to get hurt. Man. Our NBA system, off to a slow start. Three and six. We have three plays tonight. Utah getting a point at Houston. Minnesota laying points against San Diego, uh, San Antonio. And then uh, Portland versus Denver. Let me give you the odds on that one. Um, let's go to games here for uh, FanDuel. We have uh, and a little quirky NBA scheduling thing tonight. We have uh, Minnesota laying eight and a half and Portland getting five against uh, Denver. So those are the uh, three plays. Utah, Minnesota, Portland. Why? Because the system is we play on teams that played the night before when they're playing against a team that did not play the night before. And I know you would think that would be the other way around, but it's not. The LLs, loyal listeners that have been following us over the years, uh, we have played that system. It's made us a lot of money. I will say last year and the year before with the COVID, it kind of got it all screwed up. Uh, there weren't that many situations, and uh, it was the only two years that uh, was right around 500. So I don't know, you know, again, so far this year, three and six, you know, the the way they treat these athletes and pamper them so much. But um, for the first month, maybe month and a half of the season, that's what we do. We play on the team that played the night before when they're taking on a team that uh, was off the night before. And for whatever reason, you can figure it out. That team that played the night before has done very well against the spread. So we'll see. We hit with the Cavs and uh, Kings last night and lost with the Clippers in OKC. We'll play for a few weeks. And if it looks like, you know, it's just uh, it's over because of how the NBA runs things, then uh, then uh, what can we do? Um, we'll just have to kind of find another new system. But for now, those are the play, three plays, Utah, Minnesota and uh, and Portland early on to the NBA year. Uh, let's see. What else? We got? Yesterday. Uh, how about the Browns being the Browns? Boy, they lose a game to Pittsburgh, 23-20. They cover the spread, uh, if that you know matters any. And afterwards, reporters heard yelling and screaming 
in the Browns locker room as they fall to two and five. Seven games in, and they're falling apart at the seams. Yeah, they can yell and they can scream all they want. There's been a whole lot of yelling and screaming over the last uh, you know two decades. That hasn't changed things, and it doesn't look like it's changing anything now. Tom Brady loses. Think about this for a second. Tom Brady loses to P.J. Walker. His first losing record after seven games in like 20-plus years. Aaron Rodgers loses to Taylor Heineke after losing to Zach Wilson, uh, Zach Wilson and Danny Nichols. I mean, think about that for a second. Rodgers has lost to Danny Nichols, Zach Wilson, and Taylor Heineke. Yikes. Justin Herbert losing to Geno Smith. Hackers were 0 for on third downs. First time since 1999, some 370 games ago, where they couldn't convert a third down. Now, does it matter if you got a first down on second down? No, but when you lose the game, you look for things like that. Brady losing to Mitch Trubisky one week and P.J. Walker the next. My goodness. This guy gave up his family. He gave up his wife. He gave up his kids. He's going to give up how many millions and millions of dollars to play football this year and for what? To be three and four and lose to the likes of P.J. Walker and Mitch Trubisky? You and I could beat these teams with those quarterbacks playing. Wow. I hope he enjoys single life. I know I would. But still, I don't know if I want to give up my kids and everything else for this. For this? This is what you left home for? Wow. Uh, Giants win. Oh, the Lions lose. See the Lions? Lions being the Lions. They're down 10-6, fourth quarter, right? Looks like they score a touchdown. They ruled them down at the one. No challenge by uh, Dan. Let's have some Hupcaps Campbell. They fumbled on the next play. They would have challenged. They would have scored the touchdown. I don't know what he was saving his touch. What, why he was saving his challenge? I don't know. But you just knew when they didn't throw that challenge, they were going to fumble the ball the next play, and sure as heck they did. Lions of the Lions. SportsGrid.com: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, twenty-four-seven, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering: real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So LLs know what that music means. Time to take out those padded pencils. Get set for the fastest, but more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks you newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, systems, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Uh, three and four on Saturday with our college football play. So we're 435 up, 488 down, uh, minus $3,310 if you're a $100 player and you've been with us uh, from the outset going opposite from the beginning of the year. Here we go. We got a seven pack. We got some uh, NFL 
some NBA, and some hockey. Starting the NFL, New England tonight laying eight at home against Chicago. How is Justin Fields going to score against the Patriots if Jared Goff and the Lions could? And Jacoby Brissett was held to one offensive touchdown. So were the mighty Miami Dolphins at the beginning of the season. So again, how is awful Justin Fields and his putrid Bears offense going to score more than, what, seven, maybe ten points? You know the Patriots are good for at least 20-plus at home. Love New England here. Uh, Give me a Chicago plus the eight. Pick number two, NBA, Toronto, plus three at Miami. Strange NBA schedule in that Toronto is playing the Heat in back-to-back games. We've seen that before, Scott. Yeah, but both games are in Miami. And they had a day off in between the games. The, The first game was Saturday. They didn't play yesterday, and they're playing again today. Weird. Uh, Miami won Saturday night's game. Tough game. Good game. Uh, expect a similar one here. Very difficult for a team to beat another team three uh, twice in three days in a regular season. Uh, love the Raptors here to win outright. Uh, give me Miami uh, minus the three. Pick number three, Philadelphia minus 11.5 versus Indiana. You have to expect a monster effort out of the 0-3-76ers, right, who are coming off an embarrassing home loss to San Antonio Saturday. I mean, they can't possibly lose games back-to-back at home, no less, to the two worst teams in the NBA, can they? Uh, Give me Indiana plus the 11.5. Pick number four, Utah, plus one at Houston. Ah, look who's undefeated. 3-0, the Utah Jazz, the team most people thought were going to suck, but the team I told you that was going to be halfway decent. They're also a system play in that they played last night while the Rockets did not. Love Utah here. Give me Houston minus the one. Pick number five, Memphis laying a point and a half versus Brooklyn. Wow, Grizzlies absolutely trashed at Dallas Saturday, losing by 41. Now, you would think they're going to respond with a monster effort right against the Nets. I mean, does that mean they're going to win? No, but Brooklyn is only 1-1. One and one. They lost to New Orleans. They struggled to beat Toronto. It's going to take a while before they're all on the same page. Grizz nearly unbeatable last year at home, 30-11, and 11, and I'm getting them basically at pick them against mediocre Brooklyn. I love the Grizzlies here. Uh, give me the Nets, plus one and a half. Pick number six, NHL, Dallas Stars minus 115 in Ottawa. You know, the Stars have very quietly jumped out to a 4-0-1 start. Nine points, the most in the Western Conference. Uh, those two wins have come uh, on the road. Uh, two of those wins have come on the road as well. Ottawa, 3-2, and two, not bad, but it's a step up in class here facing the Stars, who've uh, allowed more than two goals just once in their five games. Love Dallas here, basically pick them. Uh, give me Ottawa, plus the 105. Final pick, pick number seven, Vancouver, plus 135 versus Carolina. Going to play a hunch here against one of the best teams in a league. Why? Vancouver's 0-6 with two overtime losses. Carolina's 3-2, clearly one of the best teams in the league. But this is the final game of a monster five-game West Coast trip for them. They might be gassed. You know Vancouver wants to get off the schneid. They're the home team. They're getting monster odds Love Carol. I uh, love Vancouver here to get its first win. Yeah, uh, give me uh, Carolina minus the uh, 155. Opposite picks for a Monday football Bears plus eight, NBA Miami minus three, Indiana plus 11 and a half, Houston minus one, 
Brooklyn plus one and a half. Hockey, Ottawa plus 105. And Carolina minus 155. Opposite picks for a Monday, October 24th, United Nations Day. Good luck, folks. And uh, we will post those uh, on the front page of the website, as we always do, along with these little tidbits that we're going to give you right now. All right, keep those pad and pencils out. First up, our open parlays. Uh, we lost with Ranger Suarez Friday night over three and a half strikeouts. They, can't, they, they took him out at like 60 pitches. He was cruising. Uh, they, they, these managers just give me odds with this stuff. They, they really do. So we got to wipe that one off the board. That was the third leg, too. We're up to over 300 bucks. Unbelievable. So back to the drawing board we go. We're 2-66 and 66 now, minus 3,337 bucks. So we need some winners here before the end of the year. We're going to go conservative. And we're just going to take New England. As much as I love them laying the eight, we'll just take the minus 400 on the money line, risk 100 to win 25. Got to win six. Don't worry. We'll get it up to 1000 bucks plus by the end of the sixth time. So just take the easy, nice win here. The Patriots laying four to one. Our bet against Chicago system lost on Sunday as the Blackhawks won again. I don't know how, but they have three wins already. Most people didn't think they'd win three times all freaking year. Uh, but uh, Blackhawks uh, are off tonight, but we're going to play them whether it's a weekend or not. You know how it works. Keep playing against Chicago in our uh, uh, six-team open parlay. So we're minus 300 on them. No games today between San Jose and Arizona. We did win with Ottawa on Saturday, so we're up to $200. Uh, we laid 161 at minus two and change. We won 39 bucks. Not a lot, but that's okay. So two legs down, four to go, and we're up to $200. And again, uh, both are off, so we're not going to play that. We're going to hold that off until uh, tomorrow when one of the two play. Uh, next up, it was the uh, our underdog open parlor. We've been holding off on this, so let's go right back to the board. Going to start a new one. We're going to go with Toronto, plus 130 at Miami. It's a tough spot to be the team back-to-back. -back. First game, Saturday night, close game. Miami won by three or four, whatever it was. Um, I'll take my chances. The Raptors going to get out of this uh, little series winning at least one. So 25 bucks at plus 130, quarter of a unit to win $32. There you go. So we got the Patriots in a new one with the open parlay main unit. And then uh, underdog one, we have a Toronto plus the 130 against Miami. Not too bad. All right. Uh, next up are pyramid plays. These are the ones where we give you each sport and the best play in each sport. All right. What do we got tonight? No baseball tonight. World Series starts on Friday. So we got uh, a few days off. NBA best play. Close one, but I'll take the Utah Jazz. Anytime I can go against Houston at even money, in fact, getting one in this case, where do I sign? So I like Utah. Uh, they played last night. Houston didn't. It's our system play as well. So I think the Jazz plus one, the best play. Best hockey play, uh, I'll take Dallas uh, late in the 115 against Ottawa. I do like the Stars. They're off to a great start. It's one thing about the NHL. You play these teams that are hot, and you play against the teams that are cold. NHL streaks like these just tend to last a little bit longer than they do in Major League Baseball and the NBA. So take advantage of it. Shots on goal. All right, before we get to our best one, we have six. And again, we're, we're kind of, you know, going light here until we uh, get the, about the two weeks or so in. But four teams have emerged as teams that we want to play against. Four have emerged as teams we want to stay away from playing. 
playing against almost like last year, Anaheim, Arizona, Buffalo, LA Kings. Uh, they're giving up 40 shots a game, basically. Stay away, St. Louis, New Jersey, Calgary, Carolina. A little bit like Toronto, too, but those teams uh, are not giving up that many shots on goal. So we're going to try and stay away from playing on players who are playing those teams. Of course, we're going to break that rule tonight. We're going to go with Washington. We got six guys, uh, Washington and New Jersey. We'll start with the, the Caps. Uh, not going to go with one of the main guys. We're going to go with John Carlson. He's at two and a half, even money. John Carlson for the uh, Capitals so far this season. You know, normally you think of Ovechkin or, uh, you know, one of the others. Um, but he's been one of the main guys. He's averaging almost four shots per game. Now it's early on. I get all that. That's why we're, you know, going light with some of these things. But he's played six games. He's got 19 shots, so not quite four, but he's getting over three a game. So let's play him. It's two and a half. Uh, and the one thing I like about him is he's consistent. You know, three, one, three, three, and then he popped it with an eight. So four out of these six games, he's gotten his number. So I'm, I'm okay with playing him. Next one, same game, Jack Hughes, three and a half for the uh, Devils against the Capitals. He's getting four shots on goal, over four. Dallas, Ottawa, one of our favorites from last year, Rupe Hints, two and a half. We're not seeing too many two and a halves these days. So anytime we can, uh, he's getting right around that. He doesn't have that many shots on goal this year, but he was one of our main guys last year. Ottawa stinks, so we're okay with two and a half for Rupe. Uh, Brady Kachuk for Ottawa, three and a half. It's a rare three and a half, but we're going to do it. He's had four shots or, or more in four of his five games. Pittsburgh versus Edmonton. We're going to use two Penguins. Brian Rust, two and a half at minus 144. And uh, little Ricard Raquel, two and a half at minus 144. Both guys getting three shots plus on goal. So Ricard... Uh, Raquel, uh, Rust for Pittsburgh, Kachuk, Ottawa, Hints, Dallas, Hughes, Devils, Carlson, Washington. If we're only going to play one, I would go with Brady Kachuk three and a half versus Dallas. Uh, I think the you know he's he's been just on fire, getting his shots on goal, so he would be the the main main guy. So another week, and then we could really you know you, you like to see about ten games, then you can kind of figure out how guys did well last year, how they're doing this year, and, and uh, teams emerging as being defensive teams or, or sieves. Um, so, uh, but, you know, we'll base it on a $100 bet just to, to make it nice for our purposes. And so far this year, 9-2. and two. If you are a $100 player, you've won 555 bucks. So we've got off to a very, very good start, even though we've been conservative about this. And I must say, the numbers really are high. These teams and these players are coming out flying. Uh, the, the, everyone's getting like three, four shots. It is just amazing. I mean, giving up 40 shots on goal is like a no-brainer. Our trends from this weekend, real quickly. Remember last weekend they were disastrous? This weekend, just the opposite. College football trends went 8-2. and two. We won with Rutgers, Baylor, Eastern Michigan, UNLV, over Rice La Tech. Wake Forest, Tulane, Liberty. The only two we lost with was Navy um, and uh, Mississippi State. So eight and two, that brings our college football trends record to 15, 16, and one. 
telling you, in the end, it's going to be right around 500. It, it will. NFL, three and three. One with uh, under Indy, one with uh, going against Jacksonville, and one with under Denver. We lost on the Falcons, lost on under Falcons, and lost on uh, going against Carolina. Thank you, Tampa Bay. So three and three. So we are now uh, 11 team up and 18 down with uh, our best NFL trends. And there you go. Yeah, we're all set with all that stuff. All right, uh, quick little break here, then we'll wrap up shop. But this was a fast, fast hour right here. Sports Grid Radio, Series 67159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, let's uh, wrap up shop here with a couple of things. Uh, first up, uh, Giants win yesterday. They beat the the Jacksonville Jaguars. I swear there were more Giant fans in the stands than there were Jacksonville fans here. But they win despite Saquon Barkley. I, I know everyone loves Saquon. Everybody feels sorry for him here because he blew out his knee not once but twice. I get all that stuff. But, man, I tell you what, what a bozo. What an you know, I'm watching this game. I've got an odd right, because I got the Giants here and I got them in a pool, too. They're up a 20 to 17. There's three minutes left. They're on the verge of closing this thing out. They get a first down and Barkley runs out of bounds, right? That's with three and a half minutes left. So when you read the story that everyone's going to read, if you didn't watch the game, just know that he did the same thing two minutes earlier. And as he runs out of bounds, you know, he, you see him disgusted with himself, knowing that, you know what, what am I doing? I got to stay in bounds. But all right, no big deal. It happens to one, uh, once, right? Then two minutes later, within a minute 11 left on third down, same thing happens. They run up sweep, so he's got to go to the outside. Is this guy smart enough to fall down? No. He tries to, but he got too close to the uh, out-of-bounds line, and he ended up sliding out-of-bounds after they went to review. They have to kick the field goal with a minute 11 left, and that gives that Jacksonville you know, well over a minute to go down the field. When if he would have stayed in bounds, it would have went to 25 seconds. I, I mean, I, that is just plain stupidity. That, that really is. You want to do it the first time? Okay, mm, my bad. Mental brain uh, fart there. But when you do it twice in three and a half minutes, get him out of the freaking game. He's too stupid. And then they didn't realize that he got out of bounds until after the Giants called the timeout. Rather than run their field goal unit onto the field and kick the field goal right away, there should have been a spotter upstairs saying, you know what, coach? I think he went out of bounds. But the Giants, they take the time, they call a timeout, and that allows Jacksonville and the officials to realize that Barkley went out of bounds. Two dumb mistakes by the Giants. They won in spite of themselves. But Saquon, man, you got a football IQ zero. Just zero. Football full circle. IQ 100 is coming up next with Lisey and Stevens.